This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by an extraordinary healthcare leader, Diane Hansen. Diane's the CEO of Palomar Health, and she's going to talk to us about both her career, her background, advice for emerging CEOs, and trends that she's focused on in Palomar Health is focused on, and a lot more. And, and let me start. Let me ask you to introduce yourself. Tell us about you, your career, how you went from accounting, finance, and, and into healthcare, and a lot more. Diane, tell us a bit about yourself and Palmer Health. Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm happy to. Um, and, you know, I started out, I probably have had a little bit different career path than most CEOs uh, today. Started out in accounting and finance, um, became a CPA, and started in the tax and auditing world, and then went to work for a CPA firm that did only healthcare consulting. So they focused on Medicare and Medicaid cost reporting, uh, CON, certificate of needs, for those of you that don't know what that is, certain states require uh, that in order to open certain lines of business. But um, had an opportunity to work for them, really became ingrained um, in the healthcare world and realized that I had a certain passion for, for the healthcare industry. So from there, went to work for a hospital system uh, in Florida, and you know that's kind of where I, I started out and how I launched into into healthcare. So it, you know that was my springboard to the provider side. I did work for WellPoint, uh, the parent company for Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield, uh, for a few years, but realized very quickly that I I really enjoyed the provider side of healthcare. So went to work for IU Health and you know a few other organizations, and um, was fortunate enough to land back at Palomar uh, in 2012, and have been here ever since. I had an opportunity to become the CFO at Palomar, and then subsequently an opportunity in 2017 to become the CEO. So that's how I I started. Congratulations! What a remarkable career, and really just fantastic. And, and talk about that for a moment. Do talk about now about Palomar Health and, and what that looks like and, and a little bit about the institution. Yeah, Palomar Health is the largest healthcare district in the state of California. We cover roughly 2,200 square miles in terms of our you know, service area. We are the only trauma center in North County, San Diego. We're one of the top two busiest EDs in the county on any given month or day. We might be number one and one other entity is number two or vice versa, um, but we are a two campus system. Right now we were three, but we've sold off one of our campuses and consolidated into a brand new campus that we opened in, in 2012. So we're a two campus system, fully integrated uh, you know, care delivery system, and we have the complete continuum of care on the outpatient side. So we have skilled nursing facilities, wound care, home health, hospice and palliative care. Um, in terms of where we are today and where we're headed, uh, we are growing for sure. We just opened a 52-bed rehabilitation hospital. We're in the process of building a behavioral health hospital, which will be roughly 140 beds. We are under construction for a new parking structure, and we are also building a third uh, new medical office building. So we are Absolutely growing uh, leaps and bounds and very excited about the future. Let me ask you a question. When you look at staffing a behavioral health hospital or facility, 
what does that look like today? That seems like it, it, it magnificent project, magnificent need, and, and challenging just in terms of staffing it fully and so forth. What does that look like? Absolutely. Well, fortunately, we've got a couple of years in terms of a runway before it is completely built and ready to open. So we do have a little bit of a runway in order to build up that staffing. We have a, um, a an inpatient geropsych unit right now, as well as an inpatient uh, just mental health, uh, behavioral health unit. So we do have some staff, we have some leadership, and the other fortunate part of this behavioral health hospital is we are joint venturing with Kindred. Um, many of, of you all know uh, Kindred as a, a leader in rehabilitation care um, and LTAC. They are also in the behavioral health space as well. So this is a joint venture. Uh, we will have their support along the way in order to build up the complement of staff that we need. And that, and that makes a ton of sense and fascinating. Talk a little bit about, as, as you moved into the role of CEO several years back now, now five years back or so, talk a little bit about what advice would you give to an emerging CEO today? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in focusing on the basics, right? Quality and efficiency. And so efficiency really drives your cost structure. So I would say focus on those two things, really understand also your market, you know, and, and know the dynamics, the competitors, the landscape, what are the opportunities within the market, and then flex your strengths uh, in order to, to leverage yourself within the market. Uh, the, other, the other piece that I think we're focusing on, you know, pretty heavily right now is just you know, the, the ability to leverage technology and, and, you know, it's important to understand what leverage it can provide and use it to the extent that you can. Thank you. And, and when you look at trends heading in 2022, obviously you're working hard on behavioral health, aging, a lot of areas that are so critical, rehab and so forth. And you're also got a hugely busy ER. So you touch so many of the things that are happening in our society and world. What are the trends that you follow as you look into the future? What, what do you keep your eye on? So as you know, Scott, you know, workforce and staffing is, you know, uh, in short supply right now in healthcare. And I think in the state of California, we've seen a 20% uh, reduction in our healthcare workforce. So not just nursing, but across the board, right? I think the pandemic has stretched everyone so far that, um, that you know, people have just decided to, to retire, to get out of healthcare, to do something different. So I think that and understanding those dynamics is one of the things we are, are focused on and how can we leverage relationships with institutions to help create programs and you know, to, to find a pipeline to additional staff within healthcare. And how do we get people excited about healthcare? Um, I think that's really important as well. This is still, um, it's a, a very much needed industry. It, that's not going to go away. How do we get people excited about being in healthcare and taking care of people? I would say the other, you know, one of the other key trends, it really is, you know, the access to care. And how do we make sure we're getting individuals, patients, uh, in the right place, you know, for the right level of care um, and the right setting at the, you know, at the time that it's important for them to be there. So whether that's an urgent care or an ED or an inpatient, 
you know, what is that right place for them to get the appropriate treatment? I think the other big thing we're focused on is, you know, the, the uninsured and the underinsured and understanding, you know, our market in terms of our Medi-Cal population and how do we, how do we best address the needs of that community? So those, I would say, are probably my, my top, you, you touched on behavioral health, that is absolutely at the top of my list. Um, mental health is a, is a passion for me, um, you know, because I've seen and experienced a lot of family members uh, who have gone through different, you know, um, mental health challenges. And so um, that is definitely one of the trends that I pay attention to and one of the things I'm focused on. Thank you very, very much. And, and, I, and I really appreciate the thoughts on some of these other ones about getting people care where they need it, when they need it, the right spot, the right setting, the right modality, uh, and also taking care of the uninsured and still 10% of the country, almost 9%, 10% is uninsured in different areas, more than that. And even those that are insured, there's plenty of people that are quite underinsured. And so still real, real issues. And obviously the ever-present workforce challenges are were looming before the pandemic, and now they've just been accelerating and exasperating in a huge amount and trying to figure out those pipelines for the future, which is a daunting problem given the size of our country, the size of our nation, the amount of people we have to take care of, and how healthcare still is a very labor-intensive world and, 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 and area of Absolutely. life. Uh, Diana, I want to thank you for joining us and, and visiting with us. What a remarkable job you do as CEO of Palomar Health. Thank you for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity.